You're listening to the VGM Podcast, vegan news for petty people with me, Tom Lane. I'm Christopher Sebastian. I'm Tyler Tolson. And let's get started. Welcome to the VGN Pod on this, the 31st day of the U.S. government partial government shutdown. Um, today on the pod, we're going to be talking about the Irish Prime Minister who has faced backlash for saying that he wanted to reduce his beef consumption in order to fight climate change. We're going to talk about Papa John's Pizza actually in discussions to introduce a new vegan option. And Snoop Dogg, is he vegan or not? But before we get into all those topics, the news. Groundbreaking ceremonies taken place for a Lake County no-kill animal shelter. Uh, Corn has launched fishless fillets in the UK. Uh, vegan Magnum's ice cream has launched in New Zealand. That's vegan Magnum's ice cream, people. <laughs> Remember, he said ice cream, not vegan Magnum's like the condoms. Uh, Will I am has celebrated veganism in his 10-year challenge. Uh, the Eat Lancet report says we need to eat less red meat and more fruit and vegetables for the future of people and for the planet. Uh, Beyond Meat CEO was named as part of the creative class of 2019. Uh, American meat and poultry recalls were up 80% in the last six years, according to a new report. A vegan-friendly hotel suite has opened up in London. Meanwhile, a vegan-friendly Cornish pasty has caused outrage online. And a Florida-based animal shelter is offering food and medical help uh, during the U.S. government shutdown and it's probably worth noting as well that VGN if you're listening and you're affected by the government shutdown with a well-fed world we've teamed up with a well-fed world uh, to give away a hundred dollars worth of food if you're affected by the government shutdown that is for um, people who are government employees or government contractors Um, those are the people who are primarily eligible for this but yeah if you're giving away a hundred dollars worth of vegan groceries to those families. If you go to vgn.news to find out the latest, uh, our first story of the week, the story of the Irish Prime Minister Leo Varadkar, who's been criticised for saying he would reduce the amount of red meat he eats to reduce his own carbon footprint. Uh, Tyler, over to you. On January 14th, Leo Varadkar, Ireland's Taoiseach, which is essentially the Irish version of a prime minister, has defended the remarks that he made about cutting back on his meat consumption after angry criticism from a number of oppositional parties who said that the farm- farming sector was already under threat from Brexit. So on Monday, the Taoiseach said he was reducing his meat intake to help reduce his carbon footprint. But the TDs, or otherwise understood as members of the Irish Parliament, have accused Mr. Varadkar of making a flippant comment that was even considered reckless in the extreme and hurtful, that was considered totally inappropriate for a head of government to potentially cause damage to a hugely important industry. But don't worry, Mr. Varadkar made sure to dispel any rumor saying, I can reassure deputies I have not become a vegan, apparently with a smile on the following day, making it clear to everyone that he enjoyed a steak the evening after he made his initial comment. Yeah, I absolutely love this. Like, it's just, like this is considered totally inappropriate for a head of government to actually make a statement that he wanted to fight climate change with factual and thoroughly documented information about the impact of meat on like on on climate so like yeah like this is shocking on every level to me i always find it interesting though because whatever you say i think we um we watched uh question time a few maybe last year and they had uh, benjamin zephyr on there a famous vegan and they were asking about fishing after brexit and it's like you're concerned about this industry but really you're not really concerned about what this industry is actually doing to animals and what the industry is doing to us is like also like this is like climate change is happening and and our consumption <laughs> of animals is literally killing ourselves 
Oh, but wait, uh, deputy climate change denier Danny Healy Ray actually ranted. I wish I could do an Irish accent for this, actually, but <laughs> can you try? I cannot. <laughs> I tried earlier and it sounded like a country one because I'm from Atlanta and that's all I got. But it says if you're a hard worker and do a hard day's work, there's nothing to bring you back and revive you again than a piece of good meat, whether it is bacon and cabbage or whether it is beef or mutton stew. I honestly don't even I don't, I got nothing. I don't know what to say to that. Like that's like ridiculous. Like like one it's worth noting that two of the biggest critics, two of the TDs that were criticizing um Baratka, um were the Healy Ray brothers um and they're known to be climate deniers. So like the the fact that like you know that that he's being vociferously like like shouted down over his decision. Um it actually isn't all that surprising considering the people who are criticizing him. But um, according to AskAboutIreland.ie, um, beef and milk production are the two most important farming sectors in Ireland, accounting for around 60% of their agricultural output, and Ireland's agri-food exports hit over 1 billion euros per month in 2018. That is a lot, especially for Europe. That's actually the biggest in Europe, as far as I've read. So my understanding of the situation would be, like, I can kind of understand the arguments, from an economic point of view, um, like if they if they suddenly stop something that's bringing in money, then they're going to face criticism. None of this is going to matter anyway. In like <laughs> five more minutes, Brexit is going to cause the country to explode. So, like, I, I just but, but I just don't think that Ireland's going to be at the forefront of the revolution when this is such a, a a big financial benefit for them. Clearly not. No, and I mean, like, the biggest thing that people are saying in response to this is like. I honestly it was just like thinking of like the tiniest violin playing for like the small family farms that everyone's trying to be like don't be so hurtful and don't be so hateful as to be against these family farmers when we all well know that like I mean it might be better in there there than like say the US or somewhere else but it's not like amazing not to mention the fact that it's actually less sustainable the way that they are actually conducting their farming because it's oh sorry no like can you like you have to explain that though because a lot of people think that if you like if you buy from family farms or small scale farms the the family farms are doing such a good job of preserving the environment and um and doing a better job of animal welfare they don't understand the family farms are actually less sustainable in some ways than factory farms yeah i mean apparently it says that because of them eating grass and not anything else and like the way that they are contained in this environment specifically in Ireland means that they are producing four times as much methane than factory farm cows which like I mean that's not that's not good (laughs) that's really really bad that's astonishing now Tom also like I had a question for you I wasn't sure about this like was like in talking about like uh Varadkar himself like is like there aren't like like allegations of like you know of of homo antagonism also at play here uh, as far as I'm aware Leo Varadkar is I think he's the fourth world leader that is gay the fourth world gay so world you've leader. got an openly gay world leader Indi- who is actually advocating for himself personally eating less meat and he's so, not putting his views on anyone yeah he's not putting his views on anyone else but like but yeah like that's like that's something that's also worth noting because the ties between meat and masculinity run really deep and you know and and people like feel personally challenged by someone who does not identify as heterosexual and feel like it's feminizing to to eat less meat not even eat no meat but just to reduce your consumption of it 
Uh, one thing I wanted to mention in a positive way was I, I actually went to Ireland last year and did a tour of the Guinness factory and Guinness is completely vegan and that's good because I like to drink Guinness. Uh, they changed it over the last few years uh, because the Isinglass that they used to filter the product uh, I think contained fish guts and I think that's something that's used a lot in the beer industry uh, but they've actually got rid of that. They created their own unique bespoke uh, filtering system, filtration system, which allowed them to make Guinness vegan. And isn't it also Jeez. true that a lot of the barley that is used in Guinness is actually from Ireland itself, right? Yeah, so it's all in-house. Problem sorted. We eat less meat, <laughs> we eat more barley, consume more barley, everyone's happy, the local farmers are, are thriving, and the planet is happier. And one time the Guinness factory was the biggest tourist attraction in Europe. Really? Just one time. Just that one time. <laughs> That's awesome. Moving on. <laughs> that one time. Um, story two. We're going uh, from Ireland to pizza. Uh, Papa John's is looking into developing a vegan-friendly option. Sebastian, what can you tell us? Right. Well, okay. Papa John's Pizza spoke out about the positive response to a recent vegan cheese petition, which attracted like 30,000 signatures. Um, this petition was set up by the animal rights organization Animal Aid and by vegan blogging and news website Vegan Food UK. Um, and the petition, it called for the pizza takeaway and delivery chain to increase the vegan offerings. Um, a spokesman for the company, speaking to the Worthing Herald, said, and I quote, At Papa John's, we're completely committed to our customers and ensuring that we deliver better pizza with better ingredients. We're pleased to see the positive response to the recent vegan cheese alternative petition as this is currently an area that we are developing and hoping to roll out in the not so distant future. Now, when I first read this story, like there are several different things to notice about this, but what I first, what, what first got me was the fact that like, why are we actually reaching out to Papa John's of all companies for vegan cheese, Pizza Hut and Domino's have already been offering like vegan options, vegan cheese options in the UK for quite some time. And Papa John's has a very recent history of racial, um, racial antagonism and sexual harassment. Um, in 2017, like John Schnatter, who is the head of Papa John's, who is the big Papa John himself, <laughs> like he had been crit criticizing like NFL players for their protest against police violence by kneeling um, before games. And he had been on record during conference call as using the N word um, and like, and, and that was like that, this is something that happened very recently. We're talking about like in the, the past year or two years that this had taken place. And on top of that, there were accusations of sexual harassment, not just in like the like top leadership at Papa John's, but against John Schnatter himself. And there have been two, um, confidential, like confidential, um, agreements that like settlements that had been, um, that have been done as a result of this. So, at, so far as companies are concerned, the optics of identifying this hugely problematic pizza chain and asking them for vegan options seems unnecessary when you've got other companies that don't have these allegations against them, <laughs> like already offering less problematic pizza. So that was just like a wildly like inappropriate thing to me, or a very surprising thing at the very least. And Mr. Snudder, he's kind of, well, he's not out of the picture, really, is he? He's sort of out of the picture, but he's not. Yeah, like, Papa John, he's allegedly, like, out of the picture, or, like, he's, he's visually out of the picture. Um, he, like, he's still the largest shareholder of Papa John's, even though he resigned. So he's still raking in the cash, even though he's no longer the face of the company. But what does this have to do with veganism? 
It's like what I expect. That's always the accusation that you hear from people. It's like, I'm going to eat my vegan products and every company is like culpable. There's no ethical consumption under capitalism. And perhaps not. But if we take that position, then why are we even vegan? Because like our personal consumption habits don't matter in the long run. Personal boycotts don't make a difference. There's no ethical consumption under capitalism. This is important because like the companies that we like, even from just like a, a, a strictly like, like optics perspective, even from the perspective of like, we're just going to look at this as marketing and purely from a PR standpoint, the idea that we're identifying companies like Papa John's that obviously have this history is just very questionable because if we're looking to build alliances with other groups, then like, you know, just choosing a company that has a, like, you know, a very sordid history of, of racial antagonism and, and sexism and sexual harassment is just a misstep for us. This is obviously like in some an ethical issue. And so if we're vegans and we care about, you know, things about like not harming other people, not other animals, et cetera, then, you know, there isn't much difference with just, you know, being a decent human being and not supporting something openly and just being like, well, screw it. Especially like if there's like, I mean, there's also other options. Like, I don't understand why we have to go with Papa John. We don't have to go with Papa John's, <laughs> but clearly like we like and this is just one of those things that like that does make you stop and ask yourself if there are people in people of color or 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 women who think about these issues critically in leadership positions we would be far less likely in the vegan community to make these missteps and this is something that definitely is going to cause other people outside of the vegan community to look at us much more skeptically but it's not just the the racial and sexual optics of this like the reporting around it is also something to examine and i know tom you have issues <laughs> around that as a journalist yourself yeah actually this was a story that was covered in the vegan media and has now transferred into national media i think about it in the metro online uh, about how papa john's is going to bring out a vegan pizza in the near future uh, first of all the commons actually don't say they're going to bring out uh, a vegan pizza in the near future this is something that they're going to explore um, it's something that we're hoping to roll out in the not so distant future and that they're developing so there's no time scale to this uh, in many ways to be honest I think they missed the boat uh, with Veganuary um, and also to, 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 to critique this a uh, quote from Mike Oreskes uh, when he was the Washington Bureau Chief of the New York Times says that looking back at the lessons of the Monica Lewinsky scandal for the Times he thought the most important thing to do was to do your own work uh, to be aware of this idea that you have to post a story because it's out there floating around. And this is exactly what's happened because Papa John's has released a statement to the Worthing Herald and this statement that they've released to the Worthing Herald, and I'm not criticising the Worthing Herald here because... And their stayed reporting at the Worthing Herald is not being <laughs> Why would Papa, John, Papa John's specifically releasing a statement to the Worthing Herald seems very specific and a bit bizarre, but to use that quote from the Worthing Herald without getting the quote itself but attributing the quote to the Worthing Herald, you're reporting the story, you're reporting the reporting of the story, you're not reporting the story yourself. So there's there's no confirmation on your part that this is accurate and real news. Right. They, like, you know, the, the journalistic standby that you should have two sources before you report a story. And this was only reported no in source. the Worthing Herald. This is no source. This, this is completely no source. Do your own work. Do your own work. <laughs> and now we end up with headlines that actually say, like, you know, Papa John's to release 
vegan cheese in all 350,000 of the U.S. or excuse me, U.K. stores. And soon. Like, that's, soon. <laughs> which soon. Is like, so, what is like, the word which is soon? Very, yeah, all of that being very dubious. So from a journalistic standpoint, this was a little disappointing and a bit surprising that we're having this conversation. And yet here we are. Which I guess leads into our next topic, right? It does indeed. Oh. <laughs> it does indeed. This is, Tom. this, is, this is Tom's moment, by yeah, the way. It everybody. really is. I'm very excited for this. <laughs> One thing that's really <laughs> riled me this week, and I say riled because it's really riled me, as you can tell in the tone of voice, I read the headline, Snoop Dogg adopts plant-based diet becomes, I don't know what this means, BBFS with Vegan Iron Man. Um, I then read the article... And Snoop Dogg has literally eaten fries at a vegan restaurant. Uh, he ate at the Snuggy ve- Slutty Vegan and may or may not have had a vegan-friendly burger. Uh, for me, as a qualified journalist, it upsets me to see this misleading headline that says he's adopted a plant-based diet. The headline had changed, actually, uh, to say that he'd gone plant-based, which once again is a lie, because all we know at this point is that he ate fries in a vegan friendly restaurant That's now in we... fairness fries are generally plant based I ate fries earlier to... <laughs> vegan <laughs> fries vegan. for everyone um, just recently there was a resurgence of another article about Gordon Ramsay going vegan uh, this article was based on a tweet where he said he would give this vegan thing a try which could mean anything it could mean diddly shit uh, it could mean that he was having one vegan meal. He was going to put a vegan option on his menu. Uh, that resurfaced. The other thing that's really irritated me is oh, I this know story this. I know about Chris on. Pratt. Yeah. Chris Pratt has gone vegan. Chris Pratt has not fucking gone vegan. Just do a bit of reading. He's gone on a religious-based diet for 21 days and involves eating plant-based food. But that doesn't mean diddly shit. He's someone that's hunted in the past. He could go hunting on this diet. So he's not a vegan at all. But and his mind will be open, Tom. And that's what's important. The mind won't be bloody open. He's not going to go vegan he's no he's, he's not going to go vegan you doubt you're not going to go vegan to have an and open is, mind about this and the other thing is gordon ramsay <laughs> gordon ramsay hasn't gone vegan and gordon ramsay's actually said uh, he's a member of PETA, which is people eating tasty animals someone that's literally mocked vegans and you're celebrating him as this vegan hero because he's gone vegan for fucking what's five minutes very, or he had a very vegan interesting meal. about the gordon ramsay story is that that's actually a zombie story that's one of those stories that never dies because it's one of it's it's a story that actually started i think in mid or early 2018 and just like gets passed around every so often and it so it resurfaces and so it being like a zombie story it just like comes back to life and and people like you know and people buy into it all over again and this is how these like you know these perceptions of celebrities going vegan get perpetuated and sustained and so yeah like that's that one's particularly disturbing and disappointing yeah i fell for that one for like two seconds and i felt so ashamed i was like who what am i <laughs> like what Get am out. i doing <laughs> but it's very easy to it's easy yeah, to fall for these things like, because when you see it and you see a headline you trust that like the headlines are and sometimes these are published in like in in, in very trustworthy mainstream newspapers but you have to understand the difference between legitimate reporting and clickbait and you have to read past the headline. And this is something that I constantly, constantly bang on about as part of my campaign about media literacy. Like, there, I think that it was reported in the Washington Post that like upwards of 60% of people do not actually click on links on social media. We just read the headline and based on our emotional reaction to it, we share it within our filter bubbles and we don't actually click on these articles. And this was based on research that had been done, I think by Columbia University. Um, and like, so don't quote me on that, um, but look <laughs> it up for yourself. Um, because this is, this is like, there, there is actually like data that supports this. And so like 60%, that's more than half of the people who read um, things on social media, don't read past the headline, don't even bother to 
open it and just reshare things. So it's a, it's it's critically important that we that we do check these things as part of our own little sort of nutritional label um, for like for for media consumption and like and not just blindly trust things and and pass it around and end up ultimately spreading misinformation. And I know what the argument's going to be when we discuss this story. If we get backlash from this story, it's going to be oh, but it doesn't matter because it's it's good and it's going to spread veganism and there's going to be vegans everywhere because of Snoop Dogg being vegan that time. Well, that, that time. I mean, it's also like, I mean, I was even watching a video earlier like with him talking to Russell Simmons and this was from last year, like I think late last year. But he was like just openly talking about like, oh man, I don't think I could really be vegan because I would really miss like this thing and this thing and this thing. And I think he even like named Waffle House, which I was like, Yes. Well, I don't know. Okay, so like me being from Atlanta, like I will have the hash browns in a vegan way, <laughs> you know, whatever. But like Waffle House unless, is amazing. I know. And affordable. It's so and it's so great. I love it. I love everything about it except like tip really well if we have any southern listeners. But like for the most part, I mean, like with this slutty vegan story, for one, like ugh, I'm sad that I'm from Atlanta and I totally missed that entirely, but like besides that, I mean, I find it funny that they also were just pointing out like Oh, he's friends with like some vegan vegan Ultraman Iron Man athlete person. He's BBFS. BBFS. With and like, troll. and so if you're like best friends with this guy, you are suddenly default like a vegan, which like I don't understand. Like I just I couldn't find a single thing where Snoop Dogg said anything that was like remotely like yeah I would be vegan at all. Like there were rumors about like. A Rastafarian diet is like all I could find, and that's like pretty much it. Now, like props to Snoop Dogg, however, for being critical of the government shutdown, which I absolutely will not shut up about. Yeah. We're going to be talking about this every week until it's <laughs> over, and there's no end in sight. Yeah, and also, I mean, like going back to talking about this kind of like journalistic integrity, like I think it is really important to kind of pay attention to the fact that there might be reasons for why these kind of misleading headlines are even happening in the first place. Like, I mean, we know that Trump is like yammering on about fake news or whatever, but like, I mean, it's, there's truth to it because like there is propaganda coming out from like all sides. And that's what I'm using as a term is like, it's as heavy as propaganda because it's pushing an ideological understanding of these things. And it doesn't have to do with the actual like facts of what is really happening. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be like biased. I mean, we're biased as fuck, but like at the same time though, it's like, there's a difference between being like fully like untruthful and just going with a story that doesn't really exist. And that's the point about propaganda. You can't just have your own propaganda and ignore and, and have a go at other people for having their propaganda. Yeah, like, you can't matter. have it both ways. If you're having your propaganda, then they can have their propaganda. That's how like it works. Yeah, and, and also it's... Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg posted an Instagram video of a child having eggs thrown at him like after this story was run. So <sighs> that was so weird. Really <laughs> weird. Snoop Dogg's so video. <laughs> Tyler was showing it to us. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, well, this is disturbing on a lot of levels. So like, I mean, like whether or not he's consuming vegan food or like eating plant-based meals, just like, just the the like this child being pelted with eggs yeah it was just like i, I don't know like you could totally check out the video but yeah that's that's a decidedly not vegan activity but. <laughs> yeah 
I'm going to offer my two cents at the end, a bit of research that I did. Uh, Gregory Favreau, who's a long-term editor in Sacramento and Chicago, says his rule is simple. Do not print one iota beyond what you know. And this is from the American Press Institute. First, you have to be honest about what you know versus what you assume you know or think you know. A key way to avoid misrepresenting events, easy for me to say, is a disciplined honesty about the limits of one's knowledge and the power of one's perception. Yes. Well said. Yeah. I dig it. American Press Institute. <laughs> Should we see what's in the bin this week? Absolutely. I want to go first. Go first. I like going first. My, because <laughs> my, 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 my bin topic is like, it's, well, I don't even know what to say about it. Like the Independent published an article last summer with the headline, eels are getting high on cocaine in Britain's drug polluted rivers. And the article went on to say... The traces of cocaine routinely make their way into Britain's waters after passing through users' bodies and could be causing serious health problems for some fish, according to a study. Previous research found residues of illegal drugs, including cocaine, amphetamines, and ecstasy in European lakes and rivers, including the Thames. But the Independent walked their reporting slightly back just this past week. Remember, that article was published last summer with another article under the headline Record Cocaine Levels in the Thames. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Tom? Thames, yeah. Thames, okay. <laughs> Probably not making fish high. So like, so the, there are record levels of cocaine actually reported in the water and it does affect eels, but the claim that it's actually making the eels high is overstated. Um, furthermore, high doses of caffeine were also found, so London is rapidly turning the local eel population into a cache of millennials. So there's... <laughs> <laughs> cocaine and caffeine like in the waters that is affecting the eels and it's like it's getting in their muscles and in their brain matter um like so so yeah like but like the the reports actually say like in, in, and i quote here like before you worry about something like caffeine increasing in the heart rate i would be much more concerned about things like climate change affecting the temperature and plastics pollution so there is more significant damage to the in, um to the ecosystem than cocaine and um and, and caffeine but it's there and it's like, you know, and this is this is factual information. Like, you know, they, they've studied this and London is known as one of the highest consumers of cocaine. And like the presence of it in the water suggests everyday usage. So my bin item is the the whole city of London, which apparently is high all the time. Astonishingly. <laughs> and like and we're and we're, we're we're also getting this into the water. And like, you know, and as as one user on social media said, despite these inducements of cocaine and and caffeine i'm still not eating fish so yeah <laughs> so that's that's that that is an important thing sticking to your ethical guns and not consuming the like you know the the wildlife that is in the ocean is um is is actually very applaudable uh, applaudable like despite the like despite the presence of cocaine and caffeine which i am totally here for uh, talking about dangerous places my bin item is going to be twitter <laughs> uh, not twitter it's going to be pamela anderson on twitter uh, this week she's posted a series of messages on Twitter warning of the dangers of porn and PlayStation and claiming that vegans make the best lovers. And before people start getting excited about that, that's a very like dumb generalisation. Um, the former Baywatch star, who's sometimes vegan, I think she called herself a naughty vegan because she eats croissants. With butter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Said, uh, Many men have been lost to pornography and video games. Uh, in her quote she said, Empty head disease, porn and PlayStation, we've lost many good men to this. Gone, no return. It was very Trumpian, the Twitter thing for some Yeah, that's a bizarre <laughs> phrasing that is very Trumpian. Talk to our children as young adults. We can make our own choices, but it's a slippery slope. I pray emoji. 
Fire emoji. Uh, kids can be brave, rebel against it. Wait, did she actually say pray emoji? No, 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 I just said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would have been so much better if she said pray emoji. <laughs> there was a... Um, there was a thing when Jerry and Corbin gave his first conference speech, he read out one of the instructions that he was supposed to do. He's better now. I'm not hating on Jeremy Corbyn, by the way. Theresa May did that dreadful dance and her thing fell apart that time, so. Oh my God. One, one. Um, the worst lovers watch porn, numb, desensitized, needing more and more variety, even violent. Porn is not what love looks like. Brave and radical men who read and who are engaged in the world are sexy. Vegans make the best lovers. It's proven, apparently. Um, and she posted them tweets and made headlines coincidentally around the 30th anniversary of Baywatch uh, when the series was made available on Amazon Prime just saying well, okay there's a <laughs> lot a dumb, going on here a dumb point. Like, we haven't is... got time to unpack this that much uh, well we have but to unpack like, it a little bit here a little bit at yeah. least like, like there's like... a lot to be said like let's like start with lot. the fact that like this is enormously <laughs> sex negative yeah. and like and it's anti-sex worker all of her claims are completely unfounded and for her to actually finish it off by saying vegans make the best lovers it's proven is completely absurd it's not proven proven by what other than your tweet pam anderson who is sometimes a vegan and what about vegans that work in the porn industry or vegans that watch porn or vegans that watch porn and play playstation for some reason which i fit into all three of those categories so, i was gonna say yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I mean i play xbox but you know who's, who's keeping notes this is absolutely a thing like you know like people like and and of course people will probably have a go at us for this but you know but i myself am sex positive and as a person who has sometimes dabbled in sex work um you know i have very strong feelings about sex worker exclusionary ideologies and this fits into that so pam anderson probably does belong in the bin even more than the cocaine using london <laughs> like like london public so like the cocaine enthusiasts might have to take a like you know have to take a a back seat to Pam Anderson and her, like, you know, and her weird rant against, um, against porn. I'm really disappointed about it also because I didn't really realize that Baywatch was, like, supposed to be, like, this highbrow thing. <laughs> Wait, it I was mean, what? Like, <laughs> like, this, I don't know, I have not watched it, so, like, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Baywatch, but, like, it's more about the fact that, like, I just feel it's weird because I thought she would be, like, pro-sex positivity and like she isn't i guess and like recently she also made these posts about like the protests in paris and they were actually pretty insightful and really impressive and it's just really weird to see this kind of like i don't know like it just seems like she's like i don't know the word right now um regressed she's just like kind of regressed into this like sad place that i don't know what to do with anymore yeah she's gone to strange <laughs> places like, I want to know what's going on with her. Like, I almost want to be like, hey, you okay? Like, what's going on? Sit her down, take <laughs> Pam. Yeah. Hold her by the hand. Pam, girl, are you okay? <laughs> I, might, I might be the odd one out, but whenever I hear someone say, like, protests in Paris, I think Kanye West and Jay-Z. Oh, my God. Eye roll emoji. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Tyler, can you take uh, Pamela Anderson out of the bin? Uh, no, she should probably <laughs> stay there. But, like, well, also, I'm just going to, like, bitch a little bit about the video games thing because I'm tired. Can we just, like, can everyone just stop saying that violent video games make people violent? Like, we can all pretty much agree that, like, I don't know, patriarchal values and, like, these horrible, like, toxic masculinity things are what, you know, causes, like, incels to go shoot up 
fucking random places. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Like, um, I, play, I play the FIFA video game, and I am probably the worst footballer you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer player for Americans. Yeah. Um, so, also, it's very odd that she would make the claim that vegans are the best lovers and, like, you know, and, and not acknowledge the number of vegan men or, like, you know, or men who are a part of the animal protection movement who have been, like, aggressively abusive toward women not just verbally but like physically abusive so like it's that's just like that's that's a that's a really bizarre claim for her to make um and everything about this is disappointing there are no redeeming qualities to that one i don't have a ben item uh because i was really overwhelmed with like the state of the world this week so i want to put just like myself in the bin in case it's a black hole so i can be sent out of here And that's about it. I think most weeks your lack of bin item would result in you going in the bin. But I think Pamela Anderson might have won it this week. Yeah, she might edge yeah, you out. That's okay. I'll, I'll take it. She the cocaine enthusiasts have won this time. <laughs> <laughs> you won this round, London cocaine users. And that's the show. If you want to subscribe, there's probably a subscribe button whether you're listening on iTunes or whether you're listening on Spotify or TuneIn or AudioBoom, wherever you're listening, and there should be a subscribe button there. I'm Tom Lane. I'm Christopher Sebastian. I'm Tyler Tolson. We'll be back soon.